Hey, Jeff Bradford here from Christ the King Presbyterian Church. This is this week's response to an email that came in on questions at ctkraleigh.org in our sermon series on No Bad Questions. This week's question is, does science disprove Christianity? I'm sorry, let me read that again. Doesn't science, hasn't science disproved Christianity? Uh, Good question. And I think what's probably at root there with that is a reference to Darwin's theory of evolution and that branch of science um, disproving uh, Christianity. And so I want to respond to that really briefly. So Christianity and science, of course, have had a long and complicated relationship. There are tons of believers throughout history who have been leaders in science and mathematics. People like Robert Boyle, uh, Blaise Pascal, Isaac Newton, Michael Faraday and and Gregor Mendel, Samuel Morse, Charles Babbage, Lord Kelvin, George Washington Carver, uh, even the current um, Francis Collins. Lots of people have found the Christian faith and scientific uh, work and scientific worldview to be compatible. There has been some tension, of course, around a lot of what people have read in scripture and assuming that that means that the Bible presumes a non-scientific worldview. What's fascinating, though, is if you look at the history of the modern, the the rise of modern science, that the scientific method itself came from a conviction among Christians that the world could be studied because God is consistent and therefore the world is consistent. So the scientific method itself, that of observation, making hypotheses, testing hypotheses, those being able to be proven over time or disproven, comes from, in its roots, a current that is borrowed from Christian faith, that God is constant, and therefore the world can be studied. It's not chaotic, and it can be studied, and you can make hypotheses and prove, disprove them. Uh, I think at the root, this question has to do with does evolution disprove Christianity? And I found that that question is probably more complicated than uh, that question, the the way this is phrased, uh, states it. And I think what's helpful is to determine what you mean by evolution. Uh, I had a professor in seminary, a man named Vern Poitras, who's written a very helpful book called Redeeming Science, where he talks about the difference between microevolution and macroevolution. Those are his terms. And I think they're very helpful because microevolution is simply the change in species over time. The definition he gives of macroevolution is a worldview that precludes God as any cause or agent in the change of species over time. And of course, Christians can look at microevolution and affirm that very strongly, that we see, we can study that, we can see in the change of species over time that doesn't necessarily can uh, make Genesis 1 and 2 false. Uh, there's a lot of work that's been done around thinking through what Genesis 1 and 2 actually say, what they mean to say, and what they don't mean to say. And you can study that. There's uh, even views of that within our denomination that you can read about. Um, I'm happy to give resources for that. But macroevolution, the idea that there's a the way that the universe is set up precludes any form of God, that there can be no prime cause behind the Big Bang, for example. That, of course, is something that Christians do deny and say that's antithetical to our view of a God who's 
the prime cause in the universe who's upholding it all by the word of his power, who's involved intimately in the lives of his people and the universe and the functioning of the universe. Um, so, yes, no, uh, but um, no, we don't believe that science has disproved Christianity. I hope that if you are studying science or a scientist that you are very much affirmed in your calling as a scientist and your faith. So thanks for the questions. Keep them coming. Questions at ctkraleigh.org. Thanks for tuning in.